Do you ever, you know, like we're big fans of Edgar Wright and yeah. more so like his earlier stuff. Do you ever find yourself like yeah. just like doing something in the house and like pretending it's hip-hop a, hip- a hip-hop montage? <laughs> <laughs> so like making a brew yeah. before I was like... I always find like maybe this isn't <laughs> appropriate, but maybe if I find it when I'm like about to sit on the toilet, I'll be like, zip, doop, 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 sit down. <laughs> you could go further exactly with that I mean. one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah, I, I know just... exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, mean, I, I often live my I, I often live my life in film. I say I dangerously sometimes I'm driving around. I imagine I'm baby driving. <laughs> But like, but seriously, when I put the like, even when I put the windscreen wipers on, it's like, yeah, bell bottoms, bell, <laughs> do, do, do. yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, cool. Hi, how, <laughs> sorry. How, how are you? Happy Easter. Happy Have you Easter. Eaten lots of chocolate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've got a, a wedding suit fit on a Saturday, so I'm like, I was doing quite well losing weight, and then I was off for a week last week and just like. Basically, I had like a bottle of red wine every night and just, nice. I was glowing by Sunday. And yeah, hey, I weighed it's, my... It's what, it's what Jesus would have wanted. <laughs> it's what zombie Jesus would have wanted, definitely. Um, how's your Easter been? It's been lovely. We've not done a great deal. I've been, uh, I was down in London last weekend. Oh, yeah. Easter weekend. Uh, for a couple of nights, that was quite nice. Been down with my brother, lots of eating, lots of drinking. Mm. Uh, Oh yeah, because I was sending you photos from, yeah. uh, from the Toucan, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Edgar Wright, mm. God, it's so seamless. We didn't plan it, plan the conversation this way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the bar from last night, last night in Soho, down in the cellar mm. of the Toucan, uh, sat on a pint there, sending you pictures, and uh, which is where they they rebuilt that cellar for for the set. But it's pretty they pretty much rebuilt it as it is, but just with more space to mm. film. Um, it, was, it was quite cool being down there. And uh, went to a great cafe called Norman's, nice. which uh, I've, I've been wanting to go to for ages. It's like if, if you if you're interested, look up Norman's Cafe on Instagram. Mm. It's it's the most. It's like if Wes Anderson made a cafe. <laughs> it's it's it feels like you're in a Wes Anderson film because everything is just so perfect and so clean and like. Are you looking at it? Now? I'm trying to find it. Norman's Cafe. Yeah. Whilst you're doing that, I'm just going to turn the hob off that I'm using to try and heat the kitchen. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? The aesthetics yeah, are yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. Like it. It's Love such it. good food. We had we had a, we queued for like half an hour. It's the most influencer like yeah. friendly place of like, but it was genuinely really good. We queued for like half an hour to get in. Um, had sausage chips and beans. Um, and then we thought, sod it, let's have a Bloody Mary. So we had a Bloody Mary and uh, then rice pudding and jam. Yeah, <laughs> it was just ace. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, so we did that. Wow. Uh, I love a good breakfast cocktail. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. just have the one, a two? A two. A one, two, a one, two three, four. Hey. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This is Dads on Film. 
Uh, no, yeah, we just had the one, and then it bled into uh, a cheeky little sesh. But it was great. What about you? What was uh, what did your Easter involve? Oh, so I was off last week, and this is literally this is all the activities that that the children did last week. Okay, we went to a play center on the Monday. Nice. We went to the park on the Monday. We went to the safari yeah. park on the Tuesday. We went to. <laughs> Ninja Warrior on the Wednesday. Uh, Zach and I went to the cinema on Thursday. Ben went to uh, trampolining, I think, on the the Thursday as well. On the Friday, we walked to the pub, (laughs) which was great. On the Saturday... We, ch- we chilled on Sunday. <laughs> Honestly, but this, I must have spent 200 quid on activities last week. I took Ben Trampoline yeah. again on the Saturday. Rinse nice. me, absolutely rinse me. And I was knackered. I've been back in work this week and I'm, I'm quite, That's like, quite happy. When, 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 when Craig David settles down and wants to rehash his song, you know, yeah. went to a play centre on Monday. Safari Park. Safari Park on Tuesday. <laughs> Ninja Warrior on Wednesday, <laughs> Cinema Thursday and Friday and Saturday. We chilled on Sunday. <laughs> oh, so yeah, absolutely rinsed me, and I was just knackered. I'm quite happy to be back at work now this week. But yeah, yeah. You did you have did you have any time whilst throughout that week to get Zach to give you a film quote at all? I did. However, let's revisit last week's film quote and let's reveal what he said before I bring him back in before I before I let him come out of the cupboard. I will never let go, Jack. I will never let go, Jack. Yeah! Got it! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Titanic! Good work. I did, yeah, I didn't have it last week and it just clicked. <laughs> yes! Oh, made oh, up. I made up with that one. Kate Winslet, eat your heart out. Well done, Zachy. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, that's oh. really funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, it just. Oh, that was a... <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was room on that door for two. There was two. definitely room on the door for two. <laughs> okay, well, I'll let him out the cupboard. Okay. Here he is. What have you got to say this week, Zachary? Oh. Easy. Go on. Be a brave boy. Straight up to the mic. Nice and clear. Ah, yes. Okay. Nice and easy. Good. Yes. Good. Well, uh, we'll have to revisit that next week uh, because we're just doing the one episode this week. Um, And yeah, we will reveal what Zachary has been saying. What films Zachary's been watching this week. (laughs) Very inappropriate. Speaking of this week, David, what on earth is coming up on this episode of Dad's on Film? Okay, well, next, we'll maybe do just do a little uh, catch-up on films we've been watching. After that, we've got this week's film news. Then we're going to talk about one, uh, the first of two films uh, this week. The first is going to be uh, Tetris, which released on Apple TV Plus a couple of weeks ago. And then we're back with a more traditional PG tip, So Solid You, with... The Super Mario Brothers. It's a me. Let's a go. It's a me. A woohoo! <laughs> um, and that is it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Take a breath. Let's do it. We're diving in. So, have you watched any movies this week? Bits and bobs. I've been struggling. The reason that my parents there has got no internet, uh, as I said before. So I've uh, been struggling a little bit. However, uh, I was texting you yesterday. Mm. I wasn't feeling too well yesterday. Luckily, the kids went and played next door for like 
the whole day. <laughs> really, really nice. Every now and then just courtesy text. Are they okay? Yes, they're playing brilliantly. <laughs> Great, because uh, because we've got an internet, Sky Cinema still have their traditional channels, mm. Sky Movies channel, and they have, um, I think they call it Sky Movies Spider-Man at the moment, because <laughs> they've, got, they've got all the Spider-Man properties. Um, and uh, so every film is shown back-to-back from Sam Raimi's trilogy uh, to um, The Amazing Spider-Man, mm. and then Obviously, the modern ones as well. I think Venom's in there too, and um, Into the Spider Verse. Nice. So I've just been laying on the sofa watching that. And I watched yesterday. So I watched um, Spider Man Two, which I don't think I've seen in such a long time. Mm. Really, really, really good. Enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, so de- the, the CG is so dated. <laughs> it, it, it's so so dated. It's mad. Uh, but uh, watched that. Really enjoyed it. And then watched some of Spider Man Three, which I need to finish. It's bad. It's really yeah. bad. <laughs> what, yeah. What sort of um, amazes me about those films is so obviously, like you know, they came out. I think two thousand, maybe two thousand one, was like the was the first Spider Man. Sure, sure. um, and Sam Raimi directed them. Obviously, Sam Raimi comes from like this sort of like horror, gory sort of background with the Evil Dead franchise sure. and all those other things. Yeah. And I obviously watched all those films, not really knowing much about Sam. Ra- well, not probably not knowing anything about Sam Raimi when I was like ten years old, eleven years old, whatever. Um, but then, since watching all those films, become, became a sort of film lover and went back and like watched all the Evil Dead films and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then going back and watching the Spider-Man films again, it's like, oh my god, this yeah. is such a Sam Raimi film. It's so like, although it's yeah, a big, yeah. massive studio film, you can see almost like that sort of like uh, low budget element to it as well, like um, using yeah, puppets, sure. you know, for Doc Ock's arms instead of CG a lot of the time, and you know the yeah, whole. Yeah, yeah. The whole scene where Doc Ock um, is in the is is on the the operating table, isn't it? Before he fully goes bad, that's just straight yeah. out of an Evil Dead film. It's just that it, that's yeah, like yeah. a horror scene, isn't it? Really, he, course, he even like yeah, drags yeah. that woman away and like she leaves nail marks <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> it's just it's like actually, it's a yeah. really good choice for that type of film. Maybe not so that much for um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. There's a little bit of him in that, but uh, mm, mm. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's cool. I might, I might yeah, rewatch them again. Um, so I've watched a few films. Um, the first one I watched, well, actually, right, a couple of few films I want to talk about. The first one is um, Cars Three. All right. And so maybe right. this could come into the I sociology. saw this at the cinema. Right. Okay. Okay. So they like on tour on this one. Um, no, that could be two where the. Super right. hit, where it's like a spy film, it's crap. Oh, right, so anyway. I notorious that I hated the cast films. I just we've spoke about them in length in, in the past. Now they're not really particularly. Um, they don't seem as passionate as some of the other film, you know, like the Toy Story films and things like that. And my nephew used to watch them. Used to watch Cars one on repeat all day, every day. Right. And I was, honestly, it was like when me and Max first started going out and I was there, like the uh, mum and dad tells all the time and it was always on and I was just sick to death of it. I couldn't stand it. And then yeah. Cars 2 came out and it was, did that thing that, again, we spoke about in the past where it's um, when when you can tell when studios are struggling for an idea for a film and they go, uh, yeah. okay, well, we'll make the sequel that the spies, something to do with spies. That's cool. And it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And the big issue that that, yeah. that had with Cars 2 is that they make Mater, the main character, Lightning kind of takes the backseat and Mater's just a f- 
an idiot and is so annoying. Yeah. My name's yeah. Mater, you know, all that type of stuff. Um, so yeah. I, I'd never watched Cars 3 when it came out. Sorry, it's a long story. I never watched Cars yeah. 3 when it came out. And Zach loves the Cars films. He's got like all the all of them now. And Easter Sunday in the morning, we sat down, we put Cars 3 on. We're like, oh, let's just watch this. And it's brilliant. Yeah. It's really, really good because mate is in like two scenes, which is good. Get him out of it. And it's about Lightning sort of coming to terms with him, you know, being at the end of his career. And it's like... I know, it's, it's the one I saw at the cinema. It's yeah. quite yeah, a yeah. sad and like, it's quite a grown-up kind of story. And it's about him trying to... Uh, sort of regain his passion for it and beat the rookie and relearn all this type of stuff whilst training somebody isn't, else. Isn't the big, some, some sort of like big brand that tries to sort of buy in, buy his brand or something? Um, like What's well, the big thing so, in some sort of like, he goes to some big like tech place. Yeah, yeah. So that's... Oh no, that's yeah, it. The wheel the, where the training yeah, center yeah, so and that, stuff like that. That's the Rusty's <laughs> Performance Center or something that's like it. that. Yeah, and the, the basically yeah, yeah. it's like... It's not. It's this. It, it's not about the old school anymore. Training on dirt tracks and things like that. We're on like a That's virtual it. reality thing and, and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah. It's so good, honestly. We were both, me and Max were just like, I'm so captivated by this film. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. And some of the uh, animation in it is just breathtaking. Like there's some bits yeah, in it, yeah. and obviously you've got this big cartoon car or whatever. But there's some bits you like, like that ocean or that beach or whatever that could just be a picture, you know, an actual video and it's incredible. So yeah, cars, that's three. it. The Fl- wow. Florida 500. Yeah, well, yeah, that yeah. was the, I, I think that was possibly Pepper Pig aside. That was like <laughs> the first film I took off. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Cinema. So he was like two and a half, maybe at the mm. time. And me, my brother and Arthur went together to watch it. And uh, yeah, 2017 went quite well. That's great. Um, Huh? It's really good. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. Hey, Cruz Ramirez. <laughs> so there's there's this female car in it, this new, this rookie car called Cruz Ramirez. And Zach is obsessed with it. And he's like, Cruz Ramirez, Cruz Ramirez. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I digress. So Cars 3 is one that I watched this week. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, cool. I was on Instagram just flicking, you know. Yeah doom scrolling or whatever they call it and this film mm-hmm. uh, account popped up and it and i've seen it before and it just does a really brief synopsis of films that you might not have seen before or heard of yeah um and i quite like the look of it so this is a, it's this netflix film called fractured um it came out in 2019 stars uh sam worthington from you know avatar and those types of things uh lily rabe rab who's harrison ford's daughter in um shrinking um okay yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. Uh, you know a few others and basically what it is is um husband and wife they're arguing they're on a road trip mm-hmm. home from being with her parents for thanksgiving or something like that they stop at a gas station the daughter has a fall breaks her arm and they've got to take her to the mm-hmm. hospital take her to the hospital and the hospital's being really shady and it looks it's something weird going on they, and they say oh only we've got to take her for a I don't know, mri or whatever only one parent can come with us. So the mum goes with her. Dad goes back to the waiting room. A few hours pass. He's like, what's going on? Where, where are they? And they're like, where's who? My wife and daughter. You checked in for a, a head injury. No, there was nobody with you. And he's like, no, no. We came in with my wife and daughter and there's no trace of them. Um, and it's this kind of like paranoid uh, the, mm. is the hospital's covering something up or are they, or is it, you know, a psychological wow. thing? So it actually, it's a quite a cool premise, really, really good premise. And, and it's, mm. we were quite engrossed in it until about three quarters of the way through and all, all the way through, we were going, 
so do you think the twist is going to be this? Do you think it's like a they've mentioned this thing before as something to do with that? Mm. And it was all these like wild twists that we were like, oh, this could be brilliant. And it was this really crap twist ending that we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's a bit naff, that film, actually, <laughs> looking oh, really? back on what? it. <laughs> Sorry, remember what it was called? It's called Fractured, and it's a Netflix film. Um, oh, I mean, no. it's fine. You know, if you want something just to pass like 90 minutes, it's absolutely fine. It's not half yeah, as yeah. smart as it thinks it is. It almost got me thinking that they'd written a, a more sort of wild ending and they maybe ran out of money or something like that and had to just do a really, really like, I don't know, pretty pretty naff one. But there you go. So but that was Fractured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fine. And then the other one, sorry, I know I've been talking uh, for quite a while, but the other one I want to talk about, I watched it yesterday and this is, um, I don't know if you remember us talking about it and it kind of came and went from the cinemas quite recently um, and it's right. now on like digital um, like streaming. And, it, and this is um, 65, which was that Adam Driver one where he crash lands on a planet and there's dinosaurs. Do I ever tell you? Right, okay. So, no. okay, so it's called, right. So the, the trailer sets it up as this astronaut, you know, it's a big futuristic sci-fi, crash lands on this planet and, um, and basically needs to get to like his escape pod, but this planet is has dinosaurs on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, B movie plot, very, you know, very straightforward. They've obviously just written that on a napkin and gone, right, there's an there's a film idea. Let's let's flesh yeah, yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. I mean, oh, cool. it's so throwaway, but I think that's why I liked it so much. It's like 90 minutes. Within 10 minutes, yeah. he's on the planet fighting dinosaurs you know it's straight into it it's really really good um yeah and it reminds me of like those sort of 1950s b movie type things you know 10 million years bc um the, the land that time forgot it almost reminds me of planet of the apes to a certain extent yeah, yeah, but though yeah. you know like those like sort of cheapo nasty kind of like a bit naff plots but actually give it a yeah. give it a hundred million dollar budget with some good CGI and a good main you know lead actor. Mm. It's great. Really, really good. Cool. And I was thinking Arthur's probably a bit too young for it because it was a little bit scary and there's some gore in it. But in like mm. two or three years, that would that would have been yeah. the perfect film for Arthur. He would have absolutely oh, lo- cool. absolutely love it. Um one thing it does, there's a there's a big twist. All right. Yeah. But rather than doing the big twist at the end, it does it about 15 minutes into the film. And I was like, whoa, that's a ballsy move. (laughs) And from then I was like, yep, sold, completely sold. It is good. It's silly. And it's like the writers of um, uh, A Quiet Place as well. So it's just like a really simple idea. Does he then go on to single-handedly populate the earth? I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, that was quite good. And that is what I've been watching for my rant. This is the news. <sighs> Sorry. I'm back on the water diet, you know, just like flushing the system. I lost three pounds yesterday. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I think it just shows you how much I'd sort of like, all weekend just like shoveled food into my mouth. Um, Anyway. Right. Okay. Going on. News. Not tons of news, um, but some sort of quite interesting things to point out. 
Okay, so we're going to talk about it a bit later on, but Mario, the Super Mario Brothers, this has now had the biggest opening for an animated film ever. Beating... Is that because of... Go on. This is the global... Because it's such a global reach. Of course. I guess. That's exactly what it is. So $377.6 million. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Pretty wild. (laughs) Again, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but it's... I, I get it, whether it's a good film yeah. or not, we'll reveal later on. But I completely get why it's done so well, because yeah. it just yeah. it just ticks all the boxes and hits all those bases. And especially well, I'm when you think it's about, taken them this long. Well, exactly. Well, you think I, you've also got to think about again that global appeal. Think about China. Think about Japan. Um, Zachary's yeah. two, and all he's been saying all week is Mario, more Mario. So we've just been like watching the trailers again and well, again, and watching like theme park tour. You know, there's like this massive Nintendo land in Japan or something. Japan, yeah. I've been looking at that yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. They have mint. the wristbands yeah, and go around mint. and like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> so yeah, not surprised, but wow, pretty pretty wild opening. Um, so the past weekend was the they have this thing called the Star Wars celebration uh, in America, and I don't know why they don't hang on like another month and do it on May the fourth because that would just make yeah. far more sense. Um, but basically, they announced a load of new uh, Star Wars TV shows, but also three Star Wars films that are coming out. Mm. So just a couple I want to well, I just want to touch on them. So the first one is um, so yeah. So the first one, James Mangold directed Fall versus Ferrari, directing the new Indiana Jones film, directed Walk the Line, loads of really really good so- Logan loads of solid films like that he is directing uh, a, f- a star wars film set twenty five thousand years before all the jedi stuff and it's about the start of all the jedi um you know law kind of thing so i'm quite interested to see what they do with that one um okay. um dave filoni who did yes, is, is in charge of a lot of the mandalorian stuff and is yeah. running a lot of the tv he's directing um a film that is going to bring in a lot of these, bring sort of together a lot of these uh, television shows, so like Ahsoka, uh, The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and it'll bring that, it'll all culminate into this one film that he's directing, okay. which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. And then basically there's another... I saw a nice, there's a really nice interview thing with John Favreau and him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Chatted about what he's doing. It's just... yeah. So it's really sweet. I really like John Favreau because there's something just so cool about him still. Like he's this absolute, like, icon in... In you know the world of Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, etc., but there's something just dead humble about him. And this, this, yeah. I just really like watching this interview. He's kind of just stood there looking at what's it called Dave, Dave Filoni, uh, Filoni, whilst Dave Filoni's just kind of waxing lyrical about <laughs> John Favreau and like saying really nice things about him. It's just the way John Favreau just really just steps back and just sits and like not listening to him. Yeah. And it's like he's just such a nice guy, such a nice guy. I really love you. I watched. Um... So obviously we we watched Chef, didn't we? I mean, you'd yeah, seen yeah. Chef before, but I went away and watched Chef. I don't know if it's in the end mm. credits or or uh, something else I've watched about Chef, and it's this really famous chef teaching him how to make a grilled to cheese make sandwich. A cheese, and he's like, sandwich. just want to like just caress it, and I'm just like, yeah. ah, just so Isn't I'd like that... to be caressed by John Favreau. <laughs> I think I think I think that's the same guy who does the Chef show. With yeah, I think it is. Athens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it might be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Cool. So, so then, okay. so the one more that they're going to do is set sort of some, something like 15 years after the end of this, um, the newer so trilogy. Da- Daisy Ridley and Daisy back Ridley's coming back. She's the Jedi Master, and she's rebuilding the sort of the Jedi School and that type of stuff. And I think that's great because you know what, I really like Daisy Ridley and. Those films, 
had their flaws, but I don't think the flaws were her. If that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, uh, I, it might even encourage me to actually watch episode nine because oh, I've still not. It's really bad. Is it? Yeah. 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 Is it? Is it as bad as episode eight? Because episode eight. See, I, I didn't hate. I didn't hate oh, eight. It's, <laughs> it's popping up. I'm going to say. Oh. Can't hear what you say. There you go. There you go. Say it. I didn't hate eight. That's that's the Ryan. Oh, I did. Uh, Ryan uh, Johnson. Johnson one. Yeah, it's it's more it's more crowd pleasing. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, is what it yeah. is. There's, there's oh, some nice just, bits in it. Bit, I, I've said it so many times, but the bit where Mark Hamill brushes his shoulder, mm. I, was, I was done. I was, <laughs> just get lost. Just get lost. It's, yep. it's a joke now. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yep. So that was uh, the Star Wars uh, celebration. We've got a trailer for. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the sitcom, mm-hmm. and Charlie Day. Um, is one of the main sort of writers and creators of it. So Charlie Jay, Charlie Day is Luigi, isn't he? In uh, you know who Charlie yeah. Day is yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so day, he's yeah. written and directed this new film called Fools Parade. It's his sort of directorial debut. Fools on parade. parade. Anyway, um, and it looks like this really really cool sort of like commentary on like. Um, on like Hollywood, he's this guy. He's in like a a, a mental institute. He, he's unable to talk, and rather than help him, they just ditch him and drop him off downtown. And he somehow finds his way onto a film set, and does you know all these convoluted uh, things happen where, and he becomes this ginormous film star. And it's just about kind of like Hollywood and and how they can sort of manipulate people and all that sort of stuff. But it looks really really good, and it's got a wicked cast as well. Um, mm. Charlie Day, Jason Bateman, Jason Sudeikis, um, Ray Liotta in one of his final roles, Kate Beckinsale, wow. Adrian Brody's in there, um, Dean Norris, so Hank from uh, ah, uh, Breaking Bad, John Malkovich is on the, in there, Common is in there, Edie Falco from um, Sopranos, Ken Young is in there, loads and loads, so it's like a pretty good cast um so yeah i'm really excited to see what he does because i do like his stuff um and then the final final one we got the first trailer for the marvels so this is the latest mcu film this is um base it's, it's almost like the sequel to captain marvel and then a sequel to uh the miss marvel tv show and then it also leads on from wandavision because you remember monica rambo or is it maria rambo um yes. she becomes i think Kid. Proton yeah. or something. I don't know. Um, anyway, it's it's a Captain Marvel sequel, and they're all somehow interlinked. Cool. Both. Looks fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny? If you've gone back three years to like one of our first episodes, and we're talking about, oh, the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, and we're like, well excited, and now we're like, next Marvel film. Yeah. Although, show me, a, show me a trailer for the next Spider-Man film, I'll get it. <laughs> so, Apparently, it's, yeah. um, they're looking at starting production for that at the end, towards the end of the year, so pretty oh, cool. sweet. Nice. Um, and that Excellent. is your news. Right then, so, <laughs> I knew that's what you were looking for. Oh, yeah. Take it away. Absolute banger. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was showing Arthur Tetris because it's like a Game Boy emulator on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, showed Tetris yesterday. 
loved it. It was like straight away, it's like, what is this? What do you have to do? And like, you got dead into it. It just shows how a simple game yeah, is yeah, just, yeah. I don't know, still, still awesome. This, for me, I think I mentioned last week, so spoiler, I I've got no, I've not spoken to you a bit since mm. you've watched it. I've got no idea whether you like it or not. But this is a film that um, my brother recommended to me. It popped up on Apple TV Plus um, a week or two ago. Um, and it's a film that, in my eyes, should not be good. Yeah. Um, on the fa- it's a tough sell. Um, and, I, you know, even now, I'm like wondering how on earth we're going to sell it to you. So Tetris, the film, <laughs> is about the game, the ni- late 1980s game. Um, Which I thought it was much earlier when it when it was made, because it feels yeah, so like, 80s, doesn't it? But it's basically like 89 when it kind of got really yeah. big. Yeah, well, 1984, he first he, he first invented it. So, um, invented by um, a Russian fella called Alexei Patijnov. Patijnov, yes. Patijnov, <laughs> uh, played wonderfully by Nikita uh, Efremov. Uh, excuse the pronunciation. Um, this film is, yes, it's about how Tetris became big, but... You don't have to know anything about gaming mm. or have any interest in Tetris or Nintendo or com- coding or anything like that to enjoy this film because it's so t- the the, th- the fact that it's about Tetris. It could be about any product. It mm. could be about any software. It could be about any invention. It could be about anything that's created in Soviet Russia behind mm. the Iron Curtain and. There's a guy in the West, played by Taron Edgerton, Hank Rogers, who learns about it and decides, I can make this big. And it's about how they go about getting it out from Russia, essentially, in order to license it, sell it, um, make it famous Mm. um, in the West. And also to give Alexei Pajitnov... Uh, the credit he deserves and the uh, the reward he deserves for inventing it in the first place, because obviously he's in Russia, so everything he creates basically belongs to the government mm. in their eyes. Um, so I'm quite ignorant when it comes to sort of like Russian history, Russian politics and stuff like that. But I, I learned... I mean, more... we've seen Death of Stalin. Oh, Death of Stalin's <laughs> yeah, incredibly factually accurate. But again, that's another film that I watched where I learned a lot about it watching that. And I've learned so I've through through a satirical comedy mm. and through a film about a 1980s computer game, that's pretty much is responsible for everything I know about Russian history and Russian politics. Sorry, pretty Ma- much. Maxine's trying to break my concentration by twerking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, well, continue, that, Gregory. Well, it's a, it's a good sign that after all these years, your concentration is still broken by that. It, um, it, it uh, is, it is, yes, yes. Indeed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but the wonderful thing they do about it is through this sort of mad story, which absolutely they they use sort of creative licenses with the plot and they over-dramatise yeah. some of it to make it a Hollywood film. But one amazing thing they do do throughout is they, they weave through this creative thread of, um, I mean, the soundtrack keeps alluding back to what I was just playing you earlier, mm. bits of the original soundtrack, sort of all based sort of loosely around that. Um, there's there's awesome little creative choices they make during action scenes where they sort of digitize, sort of pixelate yeah. stuff, like give it this sort of like these, these retro sort of transitions, which are really, really cool. Um, and 
I'm watching it knowing full well, and they did, you know they stuck stuck largely to the plot, but a lot of it they sort of played fast and loose with it a little bit to make it a little bit more exciting. But I was thoroughly, thoroughly entertained, and I, you know I don't say this lightly. We are four months into 2023 now, and it's the best film I've seen so far this year. Nice. And I'm really interested to know what you think of it. Terrible. No, I'm joking. No, I, it was great. <laughs> really, really good. It's one of those. It's it's. I love it when a film takes a seemingly boring, air quotes, boring topic and makes yeah. and, and just makes it so captivating and compelling. And that doesn't necessarily Ford mean... Ford versus Ferrari. Exactly, exactly. That doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean I'm going to go away and learn how to make 8-bit video games. No, not at all. But mm. I was completely compelled for the two-hour runtime or whatever it is. Think about, like, the founder, the, you know, the, the Michael Keaton one about McDonald's. Really, it's about property you know re- land real estate yeah. or whatever brilliant film absolutely brilliant um yeah. vice is another one yeah exactly exactly uh frost nixon you know things like that and i'm not well bothered, I'm, well this one a lot of people have mentioned the social network in the same breath the social network well, definitely it's not not half as dark considering it's like you know about uh you know um communist communist russia and things like that it's not half as dark as social network um mm. But and also it's a lot of fun. Um, everybody involved is having a really, really good time. And I always like it as well when I've um, watched a film like this, and then I go away and just read up about it a little bit. Yeah. Again, yeah. not that I'm going to go and, as I say, become a video game designer or anything like that. But actually reading up about um, uh, what's he called about like Robert Robert Maxwell and that that whole side of things as well, oh, which yeah, is like yeah. pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. no, I really, really enjoyed it. And for me, like. The obviously he's the, he's the lead character, like lead role in it or whatever, but just completely carried once again by Taron Edgerton. He's so good. Yeah. It's like there's just something about him that's so like um, like charismatic. Obviously, you know he's, he's a good looking mm. guy, and obviously he can he can do all the things that he's done. But it's like, and not even just off the back of Rocket Man, he's got this like yeah. really high pitched American accent, which is a great American yeah, accent, yeah. but it. I could just listen to it all day because it just—it's like he's singing. There's a there's a rhythm, he, there's a rhyme to uh, everything that he's doing, and the way he's—you can tell he's sort of really practiced his lines. Uh, do you know what I mean? And that sounds a bit dark. I agree completely. I, I agree completely. Do you think he um, practiced um, for, or prepared for this role in any way by watching uh, Catch Me If You Can, Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think you know it's been, it was said to me. I can't, I can't remember who said it to me. Said, "Do you think he's think he's channeling Leo in this film?" Yeah, a like, little oh bit. Oh my god, a little bit. That's what it is. It'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if it was offered to anybody else first, because yeah. although he's although he's great, don't get me wrong, he's still not sort of he his name doesn't bring the crowd in. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be uh, interesting to see if they offered it to anybody else first. Um, but yeah. I think Taron was the perfect person to do it. He was absolutely wonderful. Mm. I agree with everything you said about the the, the sort of um, artistic choices behind the film, having that sort of eight the eight bit sort of pixels popping in and out every now and again. Um, yeah. It's directed by John S. Bart Baird, um, who yeah. is Scottish director. He directed a film called Filth a few years ago, which was um, mm. it's the Oh, Irvin Welsh, isn't it? He did Train Spotting. Is that right? That's right, isn't it? But he directed that. Yeah, so it, it, Filth is an Irvin Welsh book, uh, obviously, direct, mm. uh, who, who wrote Train Spotting. Um, but yeah, John S. Baird, Baird um, yeah. directed that. And it's, so again, really sort of 
weird kind of creative decisions made in that film to make it like this mm. big surreal thing. Brilliant film, really, really worth a watch. Um, and you can kind of see that in this film, um, mm. those that sort of creativity and those creative choices coming through, which is brilliant. Love the music. I love the casting. Yeah. One person I want to sort of mention in the cast, and it's not Toby Jones. I do love Toby Jones. Um, <laughs> Roger Allen. It's, it's, it is Allen, isn't it? So he's he's the guy who plays the guy in that thing. And it's, we spoke about... <laughs> no, you know what I mean? We spoke about these people before. So um, yeah, y- you couldn't really name him, but you go, yeah, he's, he's, he plays that guy in that thing and he's really, really good in it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, oh, well, oh, well, he's. I'll, I'll tell you what he's in. He's I mean, in, I'll uh, tell you loads of things he's in. He's the absolutely thick, brilliant. Yeah, but he's in I, the thick I, of I it. No, of course. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing I really like remember him from, especially like, the, yeah. that first episode of that season where he's uh, taking, <laughs> it's his, him and his wife's anniversary and they take. They, he's got these little uh, champagne bottles that he's like recycling yeah. and they're like drinking in the day. Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> it's my anniversary. And it's, oh, it's just so cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, but no, he's brilliant. He's in like V for Vendetta, Speed Racer, he's in a couple of parts of the Caribbean films, but he also vo- yeah. voices Dr. Brown Bear from Peppa Pig, which excellent. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Dr. Brown Bear. Yeah. Um, but he, 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 he's brilliant. He's brilliant in everything, but he, pl- he plays um, uh, Rod- Robert, Robert Maxwell. Maxwell. And again, that yeah. whole thing there was like really fascinated and since then because again it was a little bit early for me to kind of know too much about that but since then Mm. gone on gone away and sort of read up about it oh great well there's still a lot of mystery around that Mm. the fact the way he died like it's still sort of nobody really knows how he died so it got me going ah all these russian connections (laughs) yeah yeah, i suppose so So, um (laughs) definitely but no all in all, nothing, nothing to sort of pick up, pick, pick, blah, 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 pick at. I think it's a solid, um, mm. move, you know, pace is brilliant. The the music's amazing. The cast fantastic, and Taron's just awesome as ever. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Where yeah. can we see uh, Tetris, Gregory? The fantastic Tetris is available on Apple TV Plus now. Okay. Would you say, I suppose, I'll put this usually the other way around. Would you say that Tetris is the way, way back or the oily maniac? A cripple, <laughs> their words, not mine, takes revenge on criminals by using a magic spell that transfer, <laughs> transforms him into an oily monster slash superhero. So that is the way, way back or the oily maniac. The way, way back, please, David. I would agree. G tips. Right then, here we are. Thirty years Not heard in that the making. In a while. <laughs> yes, thirty years in the making since we last saw these two on screen. <laughs> um, last time was in live action in a weird sort of Blade Runner esque, horrible, weird, slimy film featuring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Super Mario Brothers, yeah. Greg. Great. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well. We we I mean I remember last year when we started we first saw like the tra- the first little teaser trailer of this um, and heard Chris Pratt's voice um, and in- intrigued us I think uh, yeah is what we say there's a lot lot of controversy around the voice because um, 
the whole thing with bringing Chris Pratt in here, he's got no Italian heritage that I know of anyway. Um, and there was a big thing with um, the guy who originally um, voiced uh, character Charles Martinet, mm-hmm. who did the whole game voice for him, was um, seemingly completely um, you know, snubbed uh, in, in favour of Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. which... On reflection now, sort of, I know, sort of do this, flipping it around a little bit, but it makes a lot of sense to me now. Um, few, few things. Firstly, Charles Mar- Martinet, he's not, he's not a voice actor. He's someone yeah. who provided the voice for a few little snippets. For mm. okay, like saying actually, I, I, I bet if you ever heard that, it'd be really offensive to say he's not a voice actor. But he is not a movie voice actor. He's yeah. not an actor who like takes big roles in that. There, and there was one bit where um, Mario sat on his bed and. Um, it's quite emotional about stuff, and I can't, I can't remember what the context of the scene is really. Um, but actually, it's it's actually quite a good performance from Chris Pratt in that mm. little bit there. I'm like, actually, you do need an actor yeah. to to do this role. You can't you can't <laughs> just have someone who happened to do the voice, voice originally for it. And also, they absolutely get around the whole thing of the Italian accent. Like, like source material originally, Mario and Luigi, they're from Brooklyn. Okay. Mm. Yes, they're yes they Italian heritage, but they're from Brooklyn, and they primarily have those sort of Brooklyn accents. Yeah. And the hot, and the way they can they did kind of work around it <laughs> by saying they put that they put the Italian voice they overdo it for their commercials and things mm. like that. It's part of their US selling uh, unique selling point and etc. 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 So I'm I'm over the idea of using Chris Pratt. He's a he's a Hollywood bankable name, and it makes a lot of sense. And actually, I thought. He was he was he was fine and absolutely fair. I, I read something and it was like, well, if you're replacing the original voice, why don't you use a voice actor? Because the yeah. the, the the property alone will sell itself. And I was like, okay, I agree with that. However, why would they not want to make more money? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. That's what they've done. Exactly. They've like, well, Chris Pratt is a bankable name. We can make yeah, yeah, a load yeah. of money making a Mario film. We can make even more money putting. You know, absolutely a, a name behind it as well. Why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and and whilst we're on the voice cast, you got you got Annie Taylor Joy who plays Peach. You've got um, Charlie Day mentioned earlier playing yeah. Luigi. Um, Jack Black being wonderful as Bowser, just <laughs> being Jack Black, uh, really. Um, Keegan Michael Key who um, does uh, loads uh, recently, like um, he a lot a lot of animated stuff. So he does in Toy Story Four. Um, he pops up as uh, he's one of the two. Yeah, well, it's Key and Peel, isn't it? So that uh, Seth Rogen there is Donkey Kong, which again, fine choice, works quite nicely for me. Um, de- definitely sort of uh, recognizable as, as Seth Rogen. Mm. Uh, but the biggest problem they had for me was you've got this. The challenge is this, and I think it would have been the challenge whichever way you cut it. it it's a video game, mm. right? It's not a video game with a particular um, plot or narrative that's. Mm. You know, as such, it's made as a platform game. You've got these two little men who are plumbers um, that are humans, and they're in a world where there's all this mad, trippy stuff going on, like <laughs> eating mushrooms and like yeah. you know going down these pipes and popping up in different places. And there's big, ugly turtle monster guys, and there's things flying around and everything like that. So, how do you even take? And it's pro- this is probably when I said to you, "Why is it taken this long?" Well, firstly, the last time they did try it thirty years ago they ended up making a film that was solely set in our universe and actually the obscure stuff that pops up 
was really, really jarring because you've got our world, you've got Brooklyn, and then you've got, um, who is it who plays Cooper in the first one with the whole horrible spiky stuff Dennis all Hopper. over his head? Dennis Hopper, of course it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and it just ended up being a weird mess. Yeah. Now, I think whichever way you try and cut a Mario film, it's going to end up in a weird mess in some mm. way. It's just how little of a mess can you make it? And so they have this with it when you start off in Brooklyn, and I'm going, oh, this is kind of cool. So they are setting it in mm. our world in Brooklyn. And then they ha- have to find some really sort of obscure way to lever them into this mm. other universe where the Mario world that we know and love is there. And you enjoy this film by suspending disbelief over that transition. It's just like, okay, they had to get there somewhere. Yeah. This is how they've done it. Now they are there. There's, okay, and there's, there's, there's no it. explanation. It's like, there's a pipe. Exactly. That's Go all it is. It. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, that is it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, whilst I'm whilst I'm on a roll, I'll just very quickly I'll mm. go over what I thought of it as a whole. As I, you know, the plot is a mess, but that's what you get when you're trying to create a narrative from source material that never really had a narrative in the first place. Uh, my kids absolutely loved it, and we actually sat there. We really, really enjoyed it. We had a really good time in the cinema. Um, there were a lot of chuckles, mostly triggered by the references to the games. This film is jam packed yeah. with crowd pleasing references. It's like, Oh, that the, the toads are all getting the coins by smashing a box. And it's mm. like a, a cash machine. sort of coin dispenser. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Um, when they're running around Brooklyn, they end up on a building site and it's like a platform game when they're yeah. running around, like doing parkour all around there mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, that's quite cool. So all the, tr- all the chuckles for me were mainly triggered by those references. Just like they're all lots of moments going, ah, 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 see what they did there. Um, we were well primed for having uh, for, for those references, but we've played loads and loads of different Mario games over the last three months on, on the Switch. The kids got Switch at Christmas, so we've got Mario Odyssey, we've had Super Mario Brothers, uh, UD Deluxe, we've got Mario Kart, etc., etc. So um, I went in not expecting much at all, primed with um, you know getting snippets, reading headlines of really mm. bad reviews uh, going into it. So for that reason as well, I, you know, going in with low expectations. I was really, really pleasantly surprised. I'm not that excited for the inevitable sequel. Um, it's going to have a sequel. It's probably going to have several sequels, especially mm-hmm. as we mentioned earlier. It's made mm-hmm. sort of nearly 400 million in the first week alone, mm-hmm. um, which is just insane money. So it's going to go on and on and on. It's objectively not a good film. However, entertaining, good for kids, and it's probably the best brand film adaptation for Nintendo, for Mario as a franchise that they could have done. Mm. That's me. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, well, I took Zachary, two-year-old Zachary, um, and spent £38 in the cinema. <laughs> what? God, how do you do that? Right, so two tickets, uh, popcorn and a drink combo. You rinse me for some chocolate coins, chocolate buttons, <laughs> and then yep. a Mario Cup, 38 quid. Ridiculous. Wow. So I was in a good mood. <laughs> you wish you didn't cancel that membership. Yeah, you know. I know, yeah. Um, but no, to be honest, I agree with, I, uh, like most of the episode today, I agree with pretty much everything you've said. Um, the thing it was lacking was like heart. It was, what they'd done is they'd gone, yeah. right, we've got five or six Mario games. We've got to show bits of these games. How can we link them together? Uh, yeah. So at one point they're in the Donkey Kong kingdom or whatever it's called and they're like all right well we need to get we need to get back to the mushroom kingdom i know a shortcut but how are we going to get there 
carts and it's like okay yeah mario kart oh, yeah. shoehorn rainbow what, road what has that got to do with anything okay fine um yeah. luigi ends up in a scary house it's luigi's mansion and you know what i mean yeah, and it's just yeah. all all those things they've just completely shoehorned in and i'm like all right fine they they, they were always going to do it how would they not do mario kart do you know what i mean um yeah, but, yeah i love the cut just sorry to interject yeah. the um the like um the rolling things where they're selecting the cart and selecting the tires and selecting that's like exactly what you do yeah. on the game is like it's yeah. yeah but i'm like i like i liked that but i'm like <laughs> does it make for good plot it's, a t- it? it's, a, it's just a you know they've literally gone all yeah. right mario kart what do people love well, they love choosing the choosing the the, the carts they love the the uh, bananas. They love the blue shells. Right, tick 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 tick. Let's put all that in. What else do we like from this franchise? Well, you know what I mean. And it's it's just like yeah. by ticking all those boxes doesn't mean like you don't have to do that. It doesn't mean like it's going to make a good film and people are going to love it. They're probably yeah. the bits I didn't enjoy. Do you know what I mean? I liked yeah, the yeah. kind of back and forth with Mario and Luigi. I liked the animation was incredible. I liked Toad was pretty funny. Um, yeah. You know, Seth Rogen was good as Donkey Kong. You know, all those sorts of things. But I think the biggest thing it was lacking, and I always say this in a lot of these films, but it's like heart. It was, yeah. it's not up there with things like Toy Story or the Lego movie oh, that God, like no. appeal yeah. to everybody. This was solely just like, let's put a load of colors in and the kids will love it. Adults might like these bits, but we're not that bothered about that and it's like well yeah. fine but it could have been so much more do you know what i mean um mm. as i said that 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 ridiculous plot shoehorns in all these elements of the games and the spin-offs um but with all that being said you know did i walk out going oh i didn't like that no i walked out going that was all right didn't mind that wasn't as bad as i expected it to be it was a lot of fun the cast were really good again i'm I, I'm still not 100% that Chris Pratt was the right person. I don't necessarily think he was the wrong person, if that makes sense, yeah, but I think yeah, it yeah, could yeah, have yeah. been somebody. And I was racking my brains like, who who do I think could have been a better Mario? And actually, mm. I can't really think of anybody, but I'll I'll be watching something one day and I go, that person would have been the better would have been a better Mario. But he was fine. Um what I wanted, as well as that heart, was a little bit more chaos. And considering the Mario world is so chaotic, and what I actually missed was a bit a bit of the weirdness of of the original. And I'm not saying I wanted <laughs> slimy human dinosaurs or anything like that, but it was just a bit mm. too safe. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the Bowser and the and the and the Jack Black stuff was almost getting there, making it a little bit rock and roll, a little bit more mm. sort of like punker a little bit anarchic do you know what i mean and that's yeah, what it was yeah. missing you know like the lego movie had that and it was brilliant so and it worked perfectly do you know what i mean what you've just mentioned in the lego movie has just um resonated perfectly with something i was thinking as you were speaking then saying it, it's lacking a heart and it got me thinking what what something like mario has much like lego has is um, as sort of a, a USP is is the nostalgia element of of us as 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 the the consumer the audience who has that that's where the heart is and someone who loves that product loves that franchise loves that brand mm. so in Lego you know you, there's a, there's a connection with um, Will Ferrell's character of the lover of Lego and his his son isn't it in in uh, is it his son in the Lego movie? Will Ferrell's son. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so they are us. 
they are the people who are the lover of the product. Mm. And and there's a heart connection there. And I wonder whether that, you know, another direction they could have gone with Mario is having some sort of character that represents the consumer. Yeah, the yeah, person yeah, yeah. who the person who loves Mario from those games and somehow Mario is almost owned by us. Yeah. Uh, isn't so, that there's I was reading about this the other day. In the original Mario, that weird yeah. Bob Hoskins film, there's a deleted scene that they did at the end where basically they made a game of Mario and Luigi. Because again, that, that film is like so weird and so different from the games. But they made a Nintendo basically come to them and go like, we want to make a game about you guys. Here it is. Mm. And it's the Mario game as we know and love. And that and that mm. was sort of like their, their, their reasoning behind why it's so different. Do you know what I mean? Like why... Yeah. That for the film is so weird compared to that the game and like something like that would have. But I mean, the mm. fact maybe the fact that it's an animated film probably wouldn't have worked. The Lego Lego movie doesn't feel animated, does it? Do you know what I mean? Because it's no. they're passing it off as this like stop motiony type thing. So maybe that yeah. wouldn't have worked too much with this film because it is so surreal or so mm. like removed from reality. If that makes sense, sure. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I do yeah, agree I think, with you. There's, there's, there's just something missing, some link, some connection missing, and yeah. I think that would have just taken it from fine to you know a real memorable animated film. I don't really remember much about it now, and it's you know, <laughs> it was just no, it was under a week since I watched it. <laughs> yeah, so. It was but yeah. Yeah, definitely. However, my two year old managed to last the entire way through. He didn't That's fall really asleep, cool. which he did when we watched Puss in Boots. And again, ever since he's he's got a little Mario keyring that it's on his bag and he loves it and he's just like so cool. all the time. Wahoo! So there you go. Okay then, Gregory, would you say the Super Mario Brothers movie is the raid or a very merry bridesmaid? The raid, please, David. I I think I'll agree with you. It was it was fine. It wasn't bad. I know pe- yeah. people have destroyed it, and I don't think it deserved that. It wasn't bad. No. It was fine. Where can we see uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, Greg? Yeah, Super Mario Brothers movie is in cinemas now. And when saying that, I, I suspect the people who have destroyed it uh, have never played a Mario, Mario yeah. game in their life. But so. to be honest, I like. I mean, I played Mario sixty four. 20 years ago i played it on the game boy i've played mario kart every now and again like very rarely yeah. so i wouldn't say i've really played mario yeah but, but you've got a touchstone there you've yeah got i suppose so, so. I do suppose so um cool there you go right and there we go wow Back to, tr- to tr- a traditional episode. Lever, I hope you are more satisfied uh, this week. He, he Lever messages last week saying that's the worst episode ever. We was, were very busy. We we can only fit in a tw- quick twenty minute uh, episode last week, so that's why that's all you got. But mm. uh, you get yeah, full shebang this week. So back <laughs> back to um, back to it next week with sequels and prequels mm. uh, as the holidays close. Um, yeah, what have you got planned for the weekend, David? Um, I've got a suit fit for good friend Richard's wedding on Saturday over in Wilmslow. Um, nice. And then our ginormous climbing frame that we ordered five and a half weeks ago, which was supposed to be here within seven days, uh, is arriving tomorrow. So on Sunday, myself, Lever, and Mark are going to erect the climbing frame. Woo-hoo. Excellent. Good wow. stuff. How about you? How about you? Excuse me. 
Uh, I'm going to Warwick tomorrow uh, for the night. I'm going to do Warwick Castle for a couple of days uh, with uh, wife and kids. And then we've purposely kept this weekend very clear to have a weekend of doing NAFOR nice. um, before we go back to work and school and all that business so mm, yeah that's us lovely lovely i've got a few films on my watch list that i want to try and uh watch at some point this week not particularly new films uh just things i've no. kind of seen advertised but i'll let you know what some of these are um Christian yes Bale. one being a good a good person uh which i'm oh yeah good person but, we're gonna try nothing but good things yeah it? yeah 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 so we're gonna try and get to that for next week's episode a few things i want to watch um hostiles which is this uh christian bale film about sort of native americans which is meant to be absolutely incredible but i just never got around to watching it a few years ago there's this really good uh, good comedy ensemble called this is where i leave you which i actually what it was starring jason bateman adam driver's in there um i actually watched it on adam a plane driver uh, hello potter <laughs> um i watched it on a plane i think maybe i was like coming back from vegas or something like that or maybe mexico so i was a bit out of it so I don't really remember much of it, but I, it's meant to be very good. So I want to watch that as well, um, as well as probably some new stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. Yes. yes okay. Of course, you can send us your reviews, your questions, your thoughts. Follow us at uh, at Dad's on Film Pod. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. all that stuff. Buy us a coffee or a beer, please. My brother. It's all in the bio. They're yes, in the bio, good. In the podcast description. I feel like I'm being played off. Hey, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye.